0: Welcome back to our 19th episode of
1: 2021. (laughs) Welcome back to Night Swims. I guess the 19th episode of Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's hump day. Happy hump day, Jackson. Did you hump today? Yep. (laughs) Did you take the day and did you hump it? I humped today. I woke up early. I humped my homework.
0: Ew, what is that? Here's the real question. Oh, my God. Why are there cherries? St- what is this? Are these cherry stems? Ew.
1: Why are there cherry stems right there? I
0: don't eat cherries. What are I don't these? not cherries. Just leave those there for you now. you got
1: to think how long have those been there? That's
0: what I'm thinking. <laughs> who who also has eaten? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know anybody who eats cherries. I don't cherries.
0: know.
1: But anyways, yeah. the real question is, have you spunt it?
0: I did spunt it.
1: What would you get? I don't want to talk about it. You got closed in 2,500 RP, <laughs> which is the well, worst one possible. I haven't spunted it today.
0: So. I, I tried to spunt it last night alone because yeah. no one was playing Xbox with me. Sorry. And then I, I spun it earlier. You're
1: going to play Xbox tonight? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. I have no plans besides getting
0: lunch or dinner. It's lunch. been nice. I also am not working f- Saturday anymore. Why? Uh, it's Why th- are we talking about
1: this right now? I don't know. <laughs> I'll discuss that later. We're literally catching up right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Because you moved out. We're back in my apartment. I thought, thunder. I thought that was something, Paul. I can call it my apartment now because you don't live here anymore. Well, Living still pay, solo. I still pay for it. Yeah, bachelor. So you don't want that?
1: I don't have any place to put it.
0: Yeah, neither will we mm. is the issue. You like my little corner of packing I've started? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw that yesterday. I looked and I was like, nice.
0: <laughs> you like these too? Yeah. Dude, look w- Look what's in this one.
1: What is that? The old mics. Oh, what's in this?
0: Uh, bedding oh, and stuff, and then this one is um, stuffed animals and stuff. Aww. I'm not. That's. I'm oh, holding on to those. So
1: my across-the-street neighbors are Packers fans. <gasps> yeah. So really? I saw this guy. He walked out of the house in a Packers shirt, and I was like, hey.
0: I have two car flags that are Packers-themed. Yeah. I'm thinking of putting them on my truck.
1: Why haven't you done that?
0: I don't know. I guess I can do it before we leave. Yeah. I have one in my room and you then one in represent. my car. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing that, so I might be doing that. Um, But today... I have a topic that I think is really cool, yeah, um very exciting, ancient, some would say, um
1: going, going back uh
0: some say it's straight fiction, I like to think otherwise, obviously well there it is.
1: we always try to have that mindset
0: um I'll give you a hint. it's not aliens, it's not
1: ancient civilization <gasps> is it uh potentially is it uh it, it's not uh, a what, what's that place called? Atlantis. Is it Atlantis? It is Atlantis. Ah. Yes. Uh, We are doing
0: Atlantis today. Um, And and in ancient Greek, that's some letters I'm not going to try and even begin to uh, go with. But it, it means the island of Atlas. And as we know, Atlas...
1: Atlas was the guy that held up the earth, right?
0: Um. Yes, yeah. uh, is a titan condemned to hold up the celestial heavens or f- sky for eternity after the titan Omaki. I'm not going to continue into that and everything, but yes, it is ancient Greek. Ed, uh, it's a fictional island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's work Timaeus and Grotius, wherein it represents the antagonist naval power that besieges ancient Athens the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. In the story, Athens repels the Atlantean attack unlike any other nation of the known world, supposedly bearing witness to the superiority of Plato's concept of a state. And the story concludes with Atlantis falling out of favor with the deities and submerging into the Atlantic Ocean. Huh. And despite its minor importance in Plato's work, the Atlantis story has had a considerable impact on literature. The allegorical, aspect of Atlantis was taken up in utopian works of several Renaissance writers, such as Francis Bacon's New Atlantis.
1: Oh, dude, that's my favorite.
0: And Let's Thomas More's Utopia. And on the other hand, 19th century uh, amateur scholars misinterpreted Plato's narrative as a historical tradition, most famously Ignatius L. Donnelly in his Atlantis, The Antediluvian World. Plato's vague indications of the time of the events more than 9,000 years before his time, and the alleged location of Atlantis, quote, beyond the Pillars of Hercules, gave rise to much pseudo-scientific speculation. And as a consequence, Atlantis has become a byword for any and all supposed advanced prehistoric lost civilizations and continues to inspire contemporary fiction from comic books to
1: even films. So uh, I want to bring up the point that Atlantis is real. It's real, because... I looked up Atlantis and this <laughs> resort came up
0: technically it
1: it's technically it is
0: it is it is, it is atlantis
1: uh, Paradise Island in the Bahamas. <laughs> see how much uh
0: how much how much go yeah Atlanta atlantis let's see,
1: oh my God, there's six hotels on this island mm, yeah,
0: it's big search I just got an idea for another topic to do in the future about lost worlds. Maybe that'll be my sequel next week. It's not working. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, while present-day philologists... Is that a... Philology. It's the study of language and oral and written historical sources. Philology. So, like, someone that would study, like, ancient Greek and, like, the dialects. I think it'd be sick to study that. Yeah? And classicists agree on the story's fictional uh, character. There is still debate on what served as its inspiration. Makes sense. Uh, Plato is known to have freely borrowed some of his allegories and metaphors from older traditions, as he did, for instance, with the story of Gigas. I hope I'm saying that right. This led a number of scholars to investigate possible inspiration of Atlantis from Egyptian records of the Thera eruption, the Sea People's Invasion, or the Trojan War. Others have rejected this chain of tradition as implausible and insists that Plato created an entirely fictional account drawing loose inspiration from contemporary events such as the failed Athenian invasion of Sicily in 415 to 413 BC or the destruction of Heliki in 373 BC.
1: It's a lot of dates here. There are a uh, lot of dates. So will this have any correlation with the movie 300? Um, please say yes so that we can talk about it. Oh. Uh, I, I do think. I will say though, I did find
0: this YouTube channel earlier today that did two has two twenty minute videos about all of ancient Rome and all of ancient Greece condemned down. I'm gonna send you the Rome one because I'm yeah. in the middle of watching that one. If you want to watch them both later, uh, See, so far the Greece, Rome one is pretty good. Gu- pretty good, I must I say, Greece and it's narrated is, by Brian Cox. If you know who that is, I don't know who that is. is Remember the Russian dude from the movie Red that was yeah, in love with Helen Mirren, yeah. him. He's also been in a lot more stuff, but that's oh, yeah. something I knew you would Red's know he's from. Movie. He was also, he's in this the show called Succession, and he's done a couple other things.
1: I think Greece is more interesting than Rome.
0: I think so, too, because yeah. they're more God-focused.
1: Well, they both had gods. But I know, they, but Greek again, is more like... Well, Gr- Greece didn't transition to a monotheistic like society. Like, Don't Northern. get
0: smart on me. <laughs> okay, so... Can um, you?
1: Can you? Okay, so if I name a Greek god, would you be able to uh, name the Roman counterpart? Uh, maybe. All right. Uh, Zeus.
0: Zeus. No. Uh, Zeus wasn't both. No. I thought he was. I don't think so. At Titan? I don't know. Titan. Ty- ty- no.
1: Who is it? I don't know. So I then, see. why would you <laughs> do one that, that, that you do know? know?
0: I thought Zeus. I know, like, Zeus I know the name, Zeus was I, both. Hold
1: on. Greek to Roman god names. What a. Zeus. It no. They they all had different names. Greek to Roman gods. Okay. Yeah, here we go. So Zeus, uh, Jupiter. Oh, oh, I actually knew the that Poseidon one. Poseidon would be, since SpongeBob.
0: Oh, Neptune. Yeah. So Neptune's Rome. Yeah. Why do you look up? Like, you, is it not just on your phone? It would tell you. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Are there any that are the same? Uh, Apollo. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Apollo
1: and Apollo. Hades, Pluto.
0: Hades and Pluto? So it seems like Rome was more focused on, like, just like mm-hmm. they it's got inspiration well, from the planet. I think that that's... Which, okay, did... Here's a good question. Were... Because Galileo... No. Galileo's way after that. Actually, no. I just answered my question in my head. I don't want to sound like an idiot.
1: No, say it. <laughs>
0: did the planets... Were the planets named first or the gods named first? Obviously, the gods were named first and we named the planets after the gods. I realized that in my head. I got my time. Here's the hardest part. I cannot distinct like what... That like the time of Greece and the time of Rome and where those like correlate to everything else in the world. I see everything. I see like all that and then like well, the Greece Renaissance. BC, right? All really close to each other. Actually, according, the well, video, the according, the like video, according to the video, according the video, according the video, and I'm only halfway through it. I'm at the Republic right now. That goes into like 49 BC, ancient Rome. So I think ancient Rome went. Uh, also, ancient Rome was was ancient, fucking massive. 49 compared BC. To that's Greece. when
1: Caesar was killed, right?
0: I just got to Caesar, I think. I just got to Caesar, I think, is the thing I was looking at. And that's when I stopped it.
1: Um, You stopped at Caesar?
0: I had to. I had to do homework. Um, So uh, I'm not going to read about Plato's dialogues uh, discussing Atlantis because that's really a lot. And everything else I read is going to make mention to parts of his dialogue. So if I go into every little bit of detail of um, Plato's dialogue, then we're just going to read extra information. We don't need to. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to go over is uh, interpretations of um, Atlantis, and uh, as in, like, what does it mean? Is it real? Is it fake? Stuff like that, and like historical context about it and everything.
1: And mermaids and stuff. It can be mermaids. Yeah.
0: So some ancient writers viewed Atlantis as fictional. Oh, damn it!
1: <laughs> hey, nice cooler, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you like it? <laughs> yeah. Forty-one beers.
1: Is really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was bigger than that.
0: Yeah, no. That's the
1: way you described it.
0: I know, but forty-one beers 40 for that—it's nice.
1: Have you tried stocking it to capacity?
0: I, I don't remember if we did or not. Huh. So, uh, some ancient writers viewed Atlantis as fictional or metaphor as a fictional or metaphorical myth. Others believed it to be real. Aristotle believed that Plato, who was in relation to Aristotle,
1: uh, his lovers. teacher, oh.
0: had invented the island to teach philosophy. The philosopher, the philosopher. Crantor, a student of Plato's student Xenocrates, is cited often as an example of a writer who thought the story to be historical fact, as do most of us, we may find out later. His work, a commentary on Timaeus, uh, is lost, but Proclus, a Neo-Platonist of the 5th century AD, reports on it. Uh, the passage in question has been represented in the modern literature, either as claiming that Crantor visited Egypt had conversations with priests and saw hieroglyphs confirming the story or as claiming that he learned about them from other visitors to Egypt and uh, he being Proclus wrote as for the whole account as for the whole of this account of the Atlanteans some say that it is unadorned history such as Crantor the first commentator on Plato Crantor also says that Plato's contemporaries used to criticize him jokingly for not being the inventor of his republic but copying the institutions of the Egyptians uh, he took these critiques seriously enough to assign to the Egyptians this story about the Athenians and the Atlanteans, so that
1: dude would get criticized for not creating his own republic
0: yeah, like like not like coming up with it on his own, but Jeez. they worded it like that. that's harsh yeah like the, do you get what I'm what they're saying like they're making fun of him because he didn't take because in their eyes atlantis the, he, was taken from, from inspiration the, from other people, like, not like Egyptians. an original idea yeah. yeah um
1: well I feel like the Egyptians were a great people to. Well, besides, you know, all the slave labor. but
0: mm-hmm. um, uh, And so to assign the Egyptians this story about the Athenians and the Atlanteans, so as to make them say that the Athenians really once lived ac- according to that system. Uh, the next sentence is often translated. Crantor adds that this is testified by the prophets of the Egyptians, who assert that these particulars, uh, which are narrated by Plato, are written on pillars which are still preserved. But in the original, that sentence starts not with the name Krantor, but with the ambiguous he, and whether this referred to Krantor or to Plato is subject of a considerable debate. Proponents of both Atlantis as a metaphorical myth and Atlantis' as history have argued that the pronoun refers to Krantor. Uh, Alan Cameron argues that the pronoun should be interpreted as referring to Plato, and that when Proclus writes that we must bear in mind concerning this whole feat of the Athenians that it is neither a mere myth nor unadorned history, although some take it as a history and others as myth, he is treating, quote, Crantor's view as a more personal opinion, nothing more. In fact, he first quotes and then dismisses it as representing representing one of the two unacceptable extremes. You know, if someone would just figure out what uh, pronouns Crantor and Plato mm-hmm. went by back in the day, mm-hmm. this could all be solved, I feel like.
1: <laughs> <coughs> if only they had a sophisticated society like we do now. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, because the Romans were way dumber than we are.
1: Did you know? So... Uh, um, that was sarcasm,
0: by the way. They were probably much smarter than us.
1: Well, so the fall of Rome happened around... I haven't the gotten there
0: yet. Don't spoil it. Yeah,
1: but the, it happened around the same time that they started focusing on like gender like solely and figuring that out, and then it collapsed. What? There, I saw something, some article that re, like, read into it, and like, they were focusing on like, broadening their gender, whatever. Oh, really? And then... The fall of Rome happened.
0: That seems more like a correlation yeah. than a causation, yeah. but that'd be pretty funny. It's a pretty funny correlation, actually. <coughs> so, uh, no ill will either. What's that? <laughs> 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 so, Cameron also points out that whether he he refers to Plato or to Crantor, the statement does not support conclusions such as auto mucks. Crantor came to Sayus and saw there in the Temple of Neith the column, completely covered with hieroglyphs, on which the history of Atlantis was recorded. Scholars translated it for him, and he testified that their account fully agreed with Plato's accounts of Atlantis. Or J.V. says suggested that Crantor set a special inquiry to Egypt and that he may simply be referring to Plato's own claims. Another passage from the commentary by Proclus on the Timaeus uh, gives a description of the geography of Atlantis. Um... And this is, uh, I believe, an exact quote. Yes, it even has its own citation. Proclus has his own citation. So it says that an island of such nature and size once existed is evident from what is said by certain authors who investigated the things around the outer sea. For according to them, there were seven islands in the sea in their time, sacred to Persephone. And what are the oceans? Oh, I read that wrong. (laughs) Never mind. Uh, And also three others of enormous size one of which was sacred to Hades, another to Ammon, Ammon, A-M-M-O-N. I've um, never heard of that. Uh, major, oh, it's a it's an Egyptian deity.
1: That's what it sounded like.
0: Uh, um. And another one between them to Poseidon, the extent of which was a thousand stadia, or 200 kilometers. And the inhabitants of it, they add, preserved the remembrance from their ancestors of the immeasurably large island of Atlantis, uh, which had really existed there, and which for many ages had reigned over all islands in the Atlantic Sea and which itself had likewise been sacred to Poseidon. Now these things Marcellus has written in his Aethiopica. Uh, And Marcellus that they're referring to, that Marcellus remains unidentified. Mm -hmm. That's a little fun tidbit. (coughs) So other ancient historians and philosophers who believed in the existence of Atlantis were Strabo and Posidonius? Uh, Some have theorized that before the 6th century BC, the pillar of Hercules. It's
1: got to untangle there. There we go. So, uh,
0: may have applied to mountains on either side of the Gulf of Laconia, or Laconia, and also may have been part of the pillar cult of the Aegean. Let me double check what the pillars of Hercules are. Aegean? Is that what it is? A-E-G-E-A-N? Yeah, Aegean. Okay. Pillars of Hercules. Uh, was the phrase that was applied to antiquity, the promontories that... Oh God, it's a Rock of Gibraltar thing. I'm just going to leave it at that. Look it up yourself.
1: I need to look that up.
0: It's confusing. Um, uh, of the Aegean. Okay, so the mountains stood at either side of the southernmost Gulf in Greece and the largest in the Peloponnese... Pel- yeah, and it opens onto the meridian Meridian, Mediterranean Sea.
1: Wasn't the Rock of Gibraltar like that? In the, Big Mouth. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, <laughs> the, uh, the sexual book. Well,
1: it, so if someone says something is like the Rock of Gibraltar, they mean it is very solid and strong. It will not be destroyed. Oh. Yeah.
0: So this would have placed Atlantis in the Mediterranean, lending cre- credence to many details in Plato's original discussion. And fourth century historian Ammianus. <laughs> what was that? A M M I A N U S. Ammianus. Maybe it's like Ammianus, Marcellinus. Um,
1: not Ammianus, probably.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> relying on a lost work by Timogines. I, I wish like I knew how these names were. S- I'm guessing. Dude, I'm gonna guess this one is actually like Timajanus. Nope, that one makes sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, we probably mispronounced so many things and people have no idea what the fuck Timajines.
0: I don't know. It's Tim A and then Jeans. Like, like that's his G- full name. It, like like uh, scientific jeans. Uh, Tim- were there? Yeah, because there wasn't. A,
1: no. I wish they. I wish. They w- I wish
0: <gasps> is there a um? Look up on your phone if there's a Greek name. Pronouncer, if that makes sense. Greek name. And then type it in, and maybe if there is possible, then we can do that and figure out how to say his pronouncer. name.
1: Pronouncer. We
0: can't do Amianus.
1: Uh, um, 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 uh, oh, okay. Um, is there how one? Do you spell it? How do you spell it? Uh,
0: T-I-M-A
1: T-I-M-A.
0: G-E-N-E-S.
1: G-E-N-E-S.
0: Oh, i hope this works. I can see it with the accent. Okay. Well, anyways. Uh, a historian writing okay, so I'll just res- cause we got a little off track. So the fourth century historian, Amy Anus <laughs> Marcellinus, relying oh. on a lost work by oh.
1: Thank you. Uh hold on, did the, the uh Amy, Amy, Amy well, it's uh, it's
0: Roman. I don't know if it would work, but we can try it.
1: Like just Amo... It's A
0: M M I and then the space space M A R C E L L I N U S. Oh, I'm just
1: gonna do the first one because it actually has the Amianos. Amianos.
0: Amianos. Okay. So, anyways, so the fourth <laughs> century historian,
1: this guy. Amianos. Thank you.
0: Uh, so the fourth century historian him relying on a lost <laughs> work by Timogenes Genes.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Okay, the fourth century historian relying on a lost work by.
1: Hold on, just give me a second. I gotta type. You gotta up. have them both pulled up.
0: Tima Genes a historian writing in the 1st century B.C., writes that the Druids of Gaul said that part of the inhabitants of Gaul had migrated there from distant islands. Some have understood Ami... That guy. (laughs) His testimony as a claim that at the time of Atlantis' sinking into the sea, its inhabitants fled to Western Europe. But him, he, in fact, (laughs) Amianus, in fact, (laughs) says that the, quote, or says that, quote, the... Dracidae, Druids, recall that a part of the population is indigenous, but uh, others are migrated in from islands and later beyond the Rhine. Uh, An indication. In Germany? uh, Let me see if that's the same one. Yep. Huh. It's, it's yeah, one of the major European rivers. Um, An indication that the immigrants came to Gaul from the north, uh, Britain, the Netherlands, or Germany not from a theorized location in the Atlantic Ocean to the southwest. Instead, the Celts, who dwelled along the ocean, were reported to venerate twin gods, uh Dio Scori, who appeared to them coming from that ocean. Okay, so... Let me just see here what we have going. Oh my god. That is a lot. So... During the early first century, the Hellenistic Jewish philosopher Philo wrote about the destruction of Atlantis in his On the Eternity of the World, in a longer passage allegedly citing Aristotle's successor, Theophrastus. Uh, and his, it reads, um, and the island of Atlantis. Uh, which was greater than Africa and Asia, as Plato says in the Timaeus, and one day and night was overwhelmed beneath the sea in consequence of an extraordinary earthquake and inundation and suddenly disappeared, becoming sea, not indeed navigable... But who is that? Theophostus. Thank you. But full of gulfs and eddies. The The theologian Joseph Barber Lightfoot noted on this passage, quote, Clement may possibly be referring to some known but hardly accessible land lying within... Without the pillars of Hercules, but more probably he contemplated some unknown land in the far west beyond the ocean, like the fabled Atlantis of Plato. End quote. Uh, other early Christian writers wrote about Atlantis, although they had mixed views on whether it once existed or was an untrustworthy myth of pagan origin. Tertullian uh, believed Atlantis was real and wrote that the Atlantic Ocean once existed. That in the Atlantic Ocean once existed. Uh, the isle that was equal in size to Libya or Asia, referring to Plato's geographical description of Atlantis. The early Christian apologist-writer Arnobius also believed Atlantis once existed, but blamed its destruction on pagans.
1: Damn pagans. Uh, I know. I've been to a pagan ritual before. Really? Yeah. Fun. So
0: yeah, aside from Plato's original account, modern interpretations regarding Atlantis are an amalgamation of diverse speculative movements that began in the sixteenth century when scholars began to identify Atlantis with the New World. Francisco Lopez de, de Gomora was the first to state that Plato was referring to America, as did Francis Bacon and Alexander von Humboldt. Uh, Janice Jones Birchrod said in 1663, Orbi Novo Non Novo, the New World is Not New. Um, Athanasius Kircher accepted Plato's account as literally true, described Atlantis as a small continent within the Atlantic Ocean. Contemporary perceptions of Atlantis share roots with Mayanism, which can be traced to the beginning of the modern age, when European imaginations were fueled by their initial encounters with the indigenous peoples of the Americas. <coughs> From this era sprang apocalyptic and utopian visions that would inspire many subsequent generations of theorists. Most of these interpretations are considered pseudo-history, pseudo-science, or pseudo-archaeology, as they have presented the works as academic or scientific, but lack the standards or criteria, criteria to be considered legitimate. Mm-hmm. The Flemish cartographer and geographer, Abraham Ortelius, is believed to have been the first person to imagine that the continents were joined together before drifting apart to their present positions. When did he think Pangaea was a... Th- That's cool. In 1596. In the 1596 edition of his book, uh, Thesaurus Geographicus, he wrote, unless it to be a fable, the island of Gadir, or Gadiz, uh will be the remaining part of the island of Atlantis, or America, which was not sunk, as Plato reports, so much as torn away from Europe and Africa by earthquakes and floods. The traces of the ruptures are shown by the projections of, of Europe and Africa and the indentations of America in the parts of the coast of these three lands, s- these three said lands that face each other to anyone who, using a map of the world, carefully considered... oh sorry. Just make sure uh, we didn't stop recording.
1: That'd be, that'd be bad.
0: Oh, thank God. Uh, the traces of the ruptures are shown by the projections... Of, America, of Europe and Africa and the Inditations of America and the parts of the coast of these three said lands that face each other to anyone who, using a map of the world, carefully consider them, so that anyone may say with Strabo in Book 2 that what Plato says of the island of Atlantis on the authority of Salone is not a figment. Sorry. Perfect. So, sorry, i got to go through all this. Um, this is basically just more like fictionist.
1: Um, so we're just going through different philosophers who are trying to decide other is? other philosophers work on whether or not Atlantis is fictional or not.
0: Yeah, but this looks what I what I'm looking at right now looks really interesting cuz I don't know what it's like going for.
1: See, are we going to get into the ancient technology that we believe Atlanteans might have had?
0: Not like that. We can be. This is more so just like the historical like significance of it. I guess I can go through this. So let me do this. Okay. So um, this part of the, of the read is just titled Atlantis Pseudohistory. Oh, I guess this is like the history of it like in modern times, I believe. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but bear with me. So the term utopia was coined by Sir Thomas More in his 16th century work of fiction, Utopia. Inspired by Plato's Atlantis and Traveler's accounts of the Americas, uh, More described an imaginary land set in the New World. His idealistic vision established a connection between the Americas and utopian societies, a theme that Bacon discussed in the New Atlantis. A character in the narrative gives a history of Atlantis that is similar to Plato's and places Atlantis in America— People had begun believing that the Mayan and Aztec ruins could possibly be the remnants of Atlantis. And so much speculation began as to the origins of the Maya, which led to a variety of narratives and publications that tried to rationalize the discoveries within the context of the Bible uh, and that had undertones of racism in their connections between the Old and New World. The The Europeans believed the indigenous people to be inferior and incapable of building that which was now in ruins and by sharing a common history. They insinuate that another race must have been responsible. So, the racist believes someone else did Atlantis. Basically, mm-hmm. that's the gist. In the middle uh, and late nineteenth century, several renowned Mesoamerican scholars, starting with Charles Etienne Brasseur de Bourbourg, and including Edward Herbert Thompson and Augustus Le Plongeon, formally nice. proposed that Atlantis was somehow related to Mayan and Aztec culture, which I can kind of see. I guess.
1: Well, like when you when you. Th- I guess see pictures of, I guess, what people have created of Atlantis underwater. It's usually like those Mayan or Aztec uh, like pyramids that they had. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why I've confused. And there's
0: the belief that like they're, it used to be in the Americas area, yeah. which would make like, sense. And
1: it, people think it's like in the Bermuda Triangle.
0: Mm, I can see that.
1: Yeah, they could have teleported it there.
0: Maybe. So the French scholar, uh, Brasseur de Bourbourg, Uh, traveled extensively through Mesoamerica in the mid-1800s and was renowned for his translations of Mayan texts, most notably the sacred book Popol Vuh, as well as the comprehensive history of the region. Soon after these publications, however, uh, he lost his academic credibility due to his claims that the Mayan people had descended from the Toltecs, people he believed were the surviving population of the racially superior civilization of Atlantis. Um... His work, combined with the skillful romantic illustrations of Jean Frederick Waldeck, which visually alluded to Egypt and other aspects of the Old World, created an authoritative fantasy that excited much interest in the connections between the worlds. Inspired by uh, Borborg's diffusion theories, the pseudo-archaeologist Augustus Le Plongion traveled to Mesoamerica and performed some of the first uh, excavations of many famous Mayan ruins. Uh, he invented narratives such as the Kingdom of Mu saga, which romantically drew connections to him, his wife Alice, and the Egyptian deities Osiris and Isis, as well as, as, well as to Heinrich Schliemann, who had just discovered the ancient city of Troy from Homer's epic poetry uh, that uh, had been described as merely mythical in said poetry. He also believed that he had found connections between the Greek and Mayan languages, which produced a narrative of the destruction of Atlantis. The 1882 publication of Atlantis, The Antediluvian World, by Ignatius L. Donnelly, stimulated much popular interest in Atlantis. Uh, He was greatly inspired by early works in Mayanism, and like them, attempted to establish that all known ancient civilizations were ascended from Atlantis, which he saw as a technologically sophisticated, more advanced culture. Donnelly drew parallels between creation stories in the Old and New Worlds, attributing the connections to Atlantis, where he believed the biblical Garden of Eden existed. As implied by the title of his book, he also believed that Atlantis was destroyed by the Great Flood mentioned in the Bible, and he is credited as the father of the 19th century Atlantis revival, and is the reason the myth, Mm quote-unquote, endures today. Um, He unintentionally promoted an alternative method of inquiry to history and science, and the idea that myths contain hidden information that opens them to ingenious interpretation by people who believe they have new or special insight. Yes? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) So the Russian mystic Helena Petrovna uh, Blavatsky and her partner Henry Steele Olcott founded their Theosophical Society in the 1870s with the philosophy that combined Western Romanticism and Eastern religious concepts. Blavatsky and her followers in this group are often cited as the founders of New Age and other spiritual movements. Uh, Blavatsky took up Donnelly's interpretations when she wrote The Secret Doctrine, which she claimed was originally dictated in Atlantis. She maintained that the Atlanteans were cultural heroes, contrary to Plato, who describes them as a military threat, and she believed in a form of racial evolution as opposed to primate evolution. In her process of evolution, the Atlanteans were the fourth root race, uh, which were succeeded by the fifth, the quote, Aryan race, which she identified with the modern human race. The Theosophists little Beli- sounds risky. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the theosoph- theosophists, um, which, oh, it's a, it's a religion, oh, the- theos- theosophy is the religion, uh, believe that the civilization of Atlantis reached its peak between one million and 900,000 years ago, but destroyed itself through internal warfare brought about by the dangerous use of psychic and supernatural powers of the inhabitants. Rudolf Steiner, the founder of anthroposophy and Waldorf schools, along with other well-known theosophists such as Annie Besant, also wrote of cultural evolution uh, in much the same vein. Some some subsequent occultists have followed Blavatsky at least to the point of tracing the lineage uh, of occult practices back to Atlantis. Among the most famous is Dion Fortune in her Esoteric Orders and Their Work, and drawing on the ideas of Rudolf Steiner and Hans Horbiger, uh, Egon Friedel started his book, Kulturgeschichte Altertums, and thus his historical analysis of antiquity with the ancient what? culture of Atlantis. The book was published in 1940. I heard, Do you want me to try and figure out how to? I heard cold turkey shit. Okay, hold on. Because <laughs> I can, I but I can German to English. I bet I can copy and paste this into a German translation and then uh, figure out what the hell this yeah. means.
1: cold, cold turkey-ish, that's what I heard. Which, I mean, that could have been right.
0: Copy, uh, I believe this is the German part, paste. It means cultural history of antiquity and this is how you say it. Kulturgeschichte des Altertums." So, obviously, I was dead on. <laughs> uh, so, next, I believe we're about to talk about some Nazi ideology in here.
1: Is this the second?
0: Did you just fist bump Nazis?
1: No, I thought you were about to get it, say, uh, you know, like... Technology. The Nazis had found it? No. Well, it te- just
0: says Nazism and occultism is the headline well, for we, this we little We just
1: bit. talked about Aryans, so...
0: So Blodvodsky was also inspired by the work of the eighteenth century astronomer Jean Sylvain Bailey, who had orientalized the Atlantis myth in his mythical content continent of Hyperborea, a reference to Greek myths featuring a northern European region of the same name, home to a giant godlike race. That sounds interesting. Um Uh, Dan Edelstein claims that her reshaping of this theory and the secret doctrine provided the Nazis with a mythological precedent and a pretext for their ideological platform and their subsequent genocide. So butterfly (laughs) effect Atlantis led to the Holocaust. Holocaust, is kind of what they're getting at Mm. here. So, however, This is
1: the second podcast in a row that we've I know. discussed Nazis. Uh,
0: so Blavatsky's writings mention that the Atlantean were in fact olive-skinned people with Mongoloid traits who were the ancestors of modern Native Americans, Mongolians, and Malayans. And the idea that the Atlanteans were Hyperborean Nordic supermen who originated in the northern Atlantic or even in the far north was popular in the German Sophic movement around 1900 propagated by Guido von List and others. It gave its name to the Thule Gieschelschlaft, an anti-Semit Munich lodge which preceded the German Nazi party. Uh, The scholars Karl-George, I'm not even going to bother with his last name, and Hermann Wirth uh, were the first to speak of a Nordic-Atlantean slash Aryan-Nordic master race that spread from the Atlantis over the northern hemisphere and beyond. The Hyperboreans were contrasted with the Jewish people. Um, party ideologist Alfred Rosenberg and SS leader Heinrich Himmler made it part of the official doctrine. Uh, the idea was followed up by the adherents of esoteric Nazism, such as Julius Evola and, more recently, Miguel Serrano. And the idea of Atlanteans as, the, as Atlantis as the homeland of the Caucasian race would contradict the beliefs of older esoteric and theosophic groups which taught that the Atlanteans were non-Caucasian brown-skinned people. Modern esoteric groups, including the Theosophic Society, do not consider Atlantean society to have been superior or utopian. They rather consider it a lower stage of evolution. And uh, the clairvoyant, Edgar Case spoke frequently uh, of Atlantis, and during his, quote, life readings, he claimed that many of his subjects were reincarnations of people who had lived there, being Atlantis. Uh, By tapping into their collective consciousness... The Akashic Records, um, a term borrowed from Theosophy, Case declared that he was able to give detailed descriptions of the lost continent. He also asserted that Atlantis would rise again in the 60s. A little late on that. uh, And that (laughs) there is a... still rising. Ooh, that's interesting. (laughs) And that there is a hall of records beneath the Egyptian Sphinx, which holds the historical text of Atlantis. Dude,
1: we've carved out the Sphinx. That, like... I don't know. Well... I can again, read about don't the Hall know, of... We don't know everything. The Hall
0: of Records is like a paragraph long, if you want to explain it real quick. Yeah. Uh, so the story of the Hall of Records is popular among those who had altern- who hold alternative theories of ancient Egypt. The phrase originated from Edgar Cayce, although Lynn Pickett and Clive Prince said that the idea of the existence of lost Egyptian records has a long pedigree. Proponents believe that an ancient Atlantean civilization stored documents under the Sphinx. The claim is considered pseudoscientific and to be associated with New Age movement. Graham Hancock and Robert Bavall have promoted the idea in the book, Message of the Sphinx. No evidence of a hall of records was found by archaeologists investigating the site. That's it real quick.
1: But They probably didn't know where to look.
0: That could kind of make sense because isn't there like a lot of shit we don't know about Egypt that they never wrote down or they just haven't found? So who knows? So in recent times. So as continental drift became widely accepted during the 60s, 1960s, and the increased understanding of plate tectonics demonstrated the impossibility of a lost continent in the geologically recent past. Most lost continent theories of Atlantis began to wane in popularity. Real quick, this is going to sound kind of stupid, but potentially, we don't know how plate tectonics work. Let me explain. Because, like, think about it, right? Uh, Everything that we know was unknown at one point, and it was discovered, and the only reason it's understood is because someone in their head thought, well, if this means this, and that means this, therefore, that like, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, and then vice versa.
1: Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Theorem.
0: So, like, for all we know, I always think about this, because, like, we don't know, like... 100% Hundred percent, how everything works. We mm-hmm. know what we know because we've discovered it and told ourselves. Told ourselves that's yeah. how it works. So we could be completely wrong about something, but because like we told ourselves, or the first people that discovered it told themselves, "Oh, this is how this works because of this." Even though there could probably be like some unknown thing that's really in effect, but it just so happens to work in the Pythagor- Pythagorean Theum sense. That way, like it still works, even though there's like a secret way that
1: there's a formula that we plug things into, yeah, and we get an answer, yeah, that we make ourselves. Yeah,
0: so it's like an inter- yeah no I, I get
1: what you're you saying. You see what I'm saying yeah. though?
0: So like we for all we know everything could be wrong. Yeah, exactly. So for all we Physics. know, could be. So could math and but then now if math ended up being wrong, literally everything would crumble <laughs> that every, math every is based one, around. Yeah, and then like nothing would make sense, which is everything. But that is an interesting thought that not people are always just like oh it's it, it makes sense why? Oh, well, because well like if the first person found out about it, you know what's to say like there's not other ways to do it or there's a secret way that he like missed but he's just like because like he told himself oh it works this way yeah. that's how it's going to work forever tie and that into, to uh, it.
1: simulation theory too so it's just all one big formula that we plug into and that's what keeps the simulation going jeez
0: oh, yeah. but yeah but like yeah, so like there's there's so to bring back to what I'm saying is they say here that the increased understanding of plate tectonics demonstrated the impossibility of a lost continent. How did they like demonstrate that though? Like how's there what's to say that there isn't? You know what I mean? Yep. Cuz like they you have an understanding of it, but the only reason you have an understanding of it is cuz one day someone was like, "Oh, I understand it this way. Let me tell everybody else how it works." And then it was generalized to be understood that way. Cuz there's no real way to 100% know everything because even the ways that it's tested were invented by someone who doesn't know how they work. It's mm. just like, basically like, you're just like there going is, in a circle trying to figure out how it works. I mean... And it could still be wrong, we just don't know it.
1: All those... Or uh, not
0: wrong, but like not done to the fullest.
1: trying to figure out where the Earth is in relation to the, un- like, to the rest of the universe. Like, saying the Earth is in the center, center I mean, of the I mean, technically we know that now,
0: that, right? Because like, we, we've been able to go out there and yeah, look into space.
1: If, if you're, uh, if your theory, if you're going by your theory, we technically don't Mm. So
0: I see what you mean yeah. have you heard that theory that um, if you put a mirror millions of light years into space and then looked at it through a telescope you could see dinosaurs because like the way like time travel works because that hasn't been reached yet in terms of light if that makes sense yeah, yeah it's really confusing but I think Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about it recently
1: dude he talks about a lot of stuff man so Dude, like you could talk all this shit and you can sound really smart and people are going to believe you. Yeah, I know. That's why this is easy yeah. to like to go about. Now, this is the only thing we understand now is this. This Well, by understand by
0: saying that we kind of understand nothing. We
1: just like we didn't create this, did we <laughs> um, create what this little theory we're talking about? Oh,
0: well, I know. I've I've never heard anybody talk no, every, about it in gonna, sense, but I've thought about it before.
1: Name it. We should name it.
0: What's the theory, though? We have to be that the single definition. But so also, in turn, you know, if we under us understanding this theory would could also mean that we don't understand so it there is no because theory. we only understand it because we're saying we understand it. Yeah. I think this is what philosophy is—just like twenty-four-seven. Dude, it's a good point.
1: If so you think that about I mean, it, because it, it, it's really all we can do. We we can only spec- a cardinal. We can only speculate. Yeah, it's a female cardinal. Nice. Yeah, we can only speculate. So that's all that history has ever done. Yeah.
0: So we can't technically create our own theory because it's only... Because in turn, that's the craziest part. If we were to create that theory, someone could then use our theory against us and disprove that theory. Because the theory...
1: But how could they disprove it if there's nothing to be proved? Because we're
0: we're saying... What we're saying is that um, it can be... But like there's also a whole other side of it that we haven't understood yet. Therefore, it can't be 100% because there's well, no way to know.
1: But in that sense, nothing can be proven.
0: I know, that's that's the
1: whole point yeah. of the theory. Yeah.
0: Goes right back to it.
1: It's it's a it's a vicious cycle. No, it like is. Just people are like you're wrong. No, but according to this you're wrong. But then again, according to that, nothing's like right. Like if my if <laughs>
0: if the theory if Okay, if the theory could um somehow let me just refresh this sorry thank you (laughs) if the theory could somehow be quote-unquote quote-unquote proven then you could use that theory to go into any like scientific community and disprove it immediately but then if 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 you then disprove it with that theory they can then take that theory turn it against you and be like well according to your theory I can also claim that it's right, and there's no way that you can prove against well, that. Well, I
1: don't think people go... The, like, the reason they're theories is because they haven't been proven yet. They're not fact. Yeah, no. So, I mean, you... Well, technically, like, you're the... You're just trying to discredit the Pythagorean
0: the theorem, and theorem is the Latin word for theory, yeah. or, yeah. The- I don't know. It's a word for theory. <laughs> it's a word.
1: I mean... And the theory of relativity, again, if,
0: you know... Math, that's,
1: but that's the, the... Going back to the whole math thing, that's like... We do math because that's what we understand. That's how we because
0: that's how it's that's, been told. That's how we make, but like, and that's also makes like, sense of the world. But here's the thing, right? Okay, so say this: If you have enter- two
1: things, you add two to it, it's four.
0: I know, but say this: I enter- up three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> say this entertainment system. Say the middle area where yeah. the router is yeah. is a foot and a half wide.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. But there's
0: yeah, but there's no way to know how big it actually is because we weren't like. When the universe was created, there wasn't a thing that said this is how big an inch is. Mm-hmm. Someone thought one day, oh, to make it easier, I'm gonna make this an inch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make that like two inches and stuff like that, and that became a measurement of t- of like thing, and that's what everybody used because then that's the easiest to figure out measurement yeah. one.
1: But but you gotta there's no deep- way you can go deeper than that with numbers too.
0: Yeah, no. But then like then there's no way to actually tell how wide it is because we're not basing it off like the actual way to measure it because there's it's, no way to measure. Yeah, it. We're ba- we're measuring it off this thing that someone came up with to measure it. I could change the whole measurement. I could go like actually uh, that's not a foot and a half wide. That's that's two dorsals wide or something like that.
1: Now what's a dorsal?
0: It's two of those.
1: Two of those? Well, it's are it's we, one of you? those.
0: Well, a dorsal is it's half the, of that.
1: People they went and measured stuff cuz they compared one thing to another.
0: Yeah, I know. But they never were like, "Oh, they they didn't look at like something that's a foot long and then another the thing that's a foot that's 2 feet long and they were like oh this one's another foot taller they were like yeah. well this one's like kind of like double it it looks like so but then like What's how did they come, they come up with double how did they come up with yeah. 2 well, Oh, man I don't
1: know. again
0: this goes back to the theory that i'm i'm just going to call it my theory cuz i've never heard anyone talk about it I if someone call was it,
1: the wrong theory. Should we call it that? Yeah. The wrong
0: theory. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I gotta say. So yeah, in turn, so in terms of the wrong theory, it's a theory, theory
1: that disproves itself.
0: It's a theory that disproves everything in itself. Therefore, nothing can be proven, but nothing can be but, disproven.
1: Yeah, but it disproves itself without actually disproving it. Holy shit.
0: How, well, hold on. Let me hear that. How, go it for it.
1: Disproves it without actually disproving it because there's no possible way that we can disprove anything with this theory.
0: I got chills yeah. just now. That was worded so smart.
1: You gotta make it. We all right, we're making a headliner out of this.
0: Shit. You have to write. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I do What are we at? <laughs> I can't see. I it cannot make glass. a headliner
0: of that. That's so Why? confusing to follow.
1: Dude, I mean not everything, but we had to. We gotta. We gotta quote ourselves on this just so we can say that. Oh yeah, we we thought of this.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. To have that part out yeah. there. Okay. Oh. Ooh. I want. Oh my god! That was like. I'm gonna have to like listen back to that at some point, and like I'm gonna have to type that into like a coherent sentence. I
1: don't remember what I said. You? Oh my god, neither <laughs> do
0: I. You said it, it's the wrong theory because it disproves oh, shit. Come on, you've got this.
1: It's the wrong theory. Because hold on, hold on. It, Let it me just, go ahead and write this down. It disproves every right. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, right. There's no way. No, we're gonna have to listen back to it. You want to listen back real quick? Yeah. Good thing it's recorded. Wrong. This isn't. Good thing this isn't live.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Theory. All right, we're gonna take a quick break so that way I can write it down as well.
1: Oh, that was my knee.
0: Okay, I wrote it down. <laughs> Why so did you go all the way back over there. Because I, if I sit there, I'm gonna yawn. This isn't oh, that comfortable. that's okay. uh, pretty comfy. So the official wrong. It's the wrong theory. Uh, it disproves it without it. W- <laughs> it disproves it without actually disproving it because there's no possible way we can actually disprove or prove anything.
1: Jeez.
0: Uh, so. Yeah, we're basically smart as shit. Yeah, we
1: we just figured everything out because there's no way that, because like even talking about space, there's no way we can figure anything out, like in location wise, because we're we still have we have we've only gone to the moon, we've barely gone to Mars. We put we put rovers on there. I mean, I, we sent stuff out like satellites out to probably and the Hubble. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: I see what you're saying. Why so like,
1: is the Earth so perfect, though?
0: It isn't. Is it? it's not a perfect sphere, or is it no, a perfect no, 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 sphere? No, no,
1: no, no. I mean, like, in in its placement in the solar system, it's
0: not. It's 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 perfect in our solar system, but yeah. in terms of like galaxy and everything else like well, that, perfect. we could be like say there's like I always like to picture it like this. Sorry, there's a sheet of paper and there's all these different galaxies around. I think we're probably in the bottom right corner of the galaxy. If that's but there's no, no way to even tell that. We have no idea what direction we could go when we get to well, interstellar does a great how do you think way of get, explaining uh, this kind of. We
1: get images of the Milky Way galaxy.
0: We get images of most of the galaxies.
1: Yeah. Well, we get an image from the like outside of the Milky Way,
0: right? Yeah, cuz they send a giant te- they do something with like telescopes and everything like that. Which is wild.
1: Oh, you got to think of how long it took to get there, too. I'm pretty sure Years. decades. Yeah, and but I mean, I've, I think there is a way to track like the trajectory that that probe took to where it can find where we are in the galaxy. Yeah, but then I can again, see that. The galaxy spins.
0: It's also true.
1: We're a spiral galaxy. Yeah. So it's got to. Are we though?
0: Because according to the wrong
1: theory, we aren't. We, but then couldn't again, be. we might be. Yeah, it's. But then again, galaxies as we see them aren't actually. So the way it, they did look. we
0: create our own theory, or do we just dumb down what philosophy is as a whole? I
1: think we just dumbed it down. Yeah, you I think, think so? Yeah. Which no, hey, I'm going to say for dummies.
0: I'm going to say no. I'm going to say we kind of create our own thing because well, philosophy thing. doesn't talk about like. Well, philosophy no. is never really like disprove or prove. They're more so Here, just like no, why. Listen to
1: this. That's true, but they're trying to prove something, obviously, because they're talking about it. But in a sense, them trying to be right is what differentiates this theory in that we're trying to be wrong, I guess. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's like we're always wrong. Are we just trying to... No, I can see what you we're mean just, by we're that. We're just trying to make an excuse for you know, mispronouncing words and... <laughs> having stupid no theories. I'm just
0: I just want to get like the brain going so we need to talk about Atlantis though
1: yeah we're we, still talking we have, about Atlantis we have driven it away yeah so oh. well, how much do you have left on that
0: I can I can read the rest of this which is a little bit
1: I mean, or I get, can go straight into locations we get, we get the history we need some lokes.
0: I can do some looks yeah so let me close but this. But I want
1: to talk about technology too, because see here's th- a.
0: Th- I'd have to. I think I'd have to do. Well, no, we, have can to just, be
1: we can just because we know we get the literary
0: gist. interpretations as well. Should we do a two parter for Atlantis? What I can do is 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 um, I can read the literary interpretations, and then for part two, I can go over locations and try and find. Like, like the, the historical stuff. side of Atlantis, yeah, if you want to do, do that. that. Okay, so, literary interpretations of Atlantis. In order to give his account of Atlantis ver... Why can't these words be simplified? What does this word mean? <laughs> word? Believability. In order to give his account of Atlantis believability, the word is verisimilitude.
1: Verisimilitude. Damn
0: it. <laughs> Anyways, Plato <laughs> mentions that the story was heard. Is that how you say it? Uh, There's no way to know. Uh, Plato mentions that the story was heard by Solon, Sa- Solon, in Egypt, and transmitted orally over several generations through the nice. families of <laughs> Dropides until it reached Critias, a dialogue speaker in Timaeus and Critias. Uh, Solon had po- supposedly tried to adapt the Atlantis oral tradition into a poem that if published, was to be greater than the works of Hesiod and Homer. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. While it was never completed, uh, he passed on the story to Dropides. Modern classicists deny the existence of uh, Solon's Atlantis poem and the story as an oral tradition. Instead, Plato is thought to be the sole inventor or fabricator. Um, Hellenicus of Lesbos... <laughs> I'm going to... I know that's not right. I'm going to say Lesbis... Lespose Oh,
1: God. Lispose.
0: I'm just going to say, uh, he used... <laughs> you, that guy used the word Atlantis as the title for a poem published for Plato, a fragment of which may be Oxuhinicus Papyrus 11, 1359. This work only describes the Atlantides, the... only describes the Atlantides, the daughters of Atlas, However, and has no relation to Plato's Atlantis account. That's interesting, though, that that was, huh? So, uh, in the new era, the third century A.D., Neoplatonist Zodocus wrote an epic poem based on Plato's account of Atlantis. Plato's work may have already uh, may already have inspired parodic imitation. However, writing only a few decades after the written writing only a few decades after the Timaeus uh, and Critias. The historian Theopompus of Chios wrote of a land beyond the ocean known as Meropus. This description was included in Book 8 of his Philippica, which contains a dialogue between Selenus and King Midas. Uh, Selenus describes the Meropids, a race of men who grow twice to normal size and inhabit two cities on the island of Meropus, uh, Eusebus and Makamos, which mean pious town and fighting town, respectfully. He also reported that an army of 10 million soldiers crossed the ocean to conquer Hyperborea, but abandoned this proposal when they realized that the Hyperboreans were the luckiest people on Earth. Heinz Gunther Nesselrath has argued that these and other details of Selenius' stories are meant as imitation and exaggeration of the Atlantis story by parody for the purpose of exposing Plato's ideas to ridicule. So, Uh, The creation of utopian and dystopian fictions was renewed after the Renaissance, most notably in Francis Bacon's New Atlantis. Mm. Uh, The description (coughs) of an ideal society that he located off the western coast of America. Thomas Hyrick followed him with The New Atlantis, a satirical poem in three parts. His new continent of uncertain locations, perhaps even a floating island either in the sea or the sky, serves as background for his exposure of what he describes in a second edition as a true character of popery and Jesuitism. Uh, the title of The New Atlantis by Delarivier Manley, distinguished from the two others by the single letter, is... Oh, it's Atalantis, is what that one is At- called.
1: Atalantis? Yes.
0: Is an equally dystopian work, but set this time on a fictional Mediterranean island. In it, ooh, sexual violence and exploitation is made a metaphor for the hip- hypocritical behavior of politicians in their dealings with the general public. In Manley's case, the target of satire was the Whig Party, while in David MacLean's Perry's The so- Scarlet Empire, it is socialism as practiced and founded Atlantis. It was followed in Russia by... Vilimir Kiblenkov's poem, The Fall of Atlantis, which is set in a future rationalist dystopia that has discovered the secret of immortality and is so dedicated to progress that it has lost touch with the past. When the high priest of this ideology is tempted by a slave girl uh, into an act of irrationality, he murders her and precipitates a second flood, above which he severed heads; her severed head floats vengefully among the stars. A slightly later work, The Ancient Atlantist, by Albert Armstrong Manship, Expounds the Atlantean wisdom that is to redeem the earth. Its three parts consist of a verse narrative of the life and training of an Atlantean wise one, followed by his utopian moral teachings, and then a psychic drama set in modern times in which a reincarnated child embodying the lost wisdom is reborn on earth. In, a, in Hispanic eyes, Atlantis has had a more intimate interpretation. Mm-hmm. The land had been a colonial power, which, although it had brought civilization to ancient Europe, had also enslaved its people. Its tyrannical fall from grace had contributed to the fate that had overtaken it, but now its disappearance had unbalanced the world. This was the point of view of Jacinque Verdiguer's vast mythological epic, La Atlantidita. After the sinking of the former continent, Hercules travels east across the Atlantic to found the city of Barcelona and then departs westward again to the Hesperides. The story is told by a hermit to a shipwrecked mariner who is inspired to follow in his tracks and so call the new world into the existence to redress the balance of the old. This mariner, of course, was...
1: I don't know. Christopher Columbus. Screw who that What are you guy. looking at? I was looking at the movies.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, Verdiguer's poem was written in Catalan, but was wisely translated in both Europe and Hispano-America. One response was the similarly entitled Argentinian Atlantitita of... Oligaro Victor Andrade, which sees in Enchanted Atlantis that Plato foresaw a golden promise to the fruitful race of Latins. The bad example of the colonizing world remains, however. Jose Juan Tablada characterizes its threat in his De Atlantidita through the beguiling pictures of the lost world popularized by the underwater creatures of classical myth. Uh, there is a similar ambivalence in Janus de Juru's six Stanza Atlantis, where a celebration of the Faroese linguistic revival grants it an ancient pedigree by linking Greek to Norse legend. Um, In the poem, a female figure rising from the sea against a background of classical palaces is recognized as a priestess of Atlantis. The poet recalls that the pharaohs lie there in the North Atlantic Ocean, where before lay the poet dreamed lands, but also that in Norse belief such a figure only appears to those about to drown. Hmm. Oh gosh, let's see how much we got left. Not too much harm. Sorry, real quick. Nope. Crap. Do that. Do that. Get it. Thank you. Get it. Thank you. Okay. The fact that Atlantis is a lost land has made of it a metaphor for something no longer attainable. For the American poet Edith Willis Lynn Forbes, The Lost Atlantis stands for idealization of the past. The present moment can only be treasured once that is realized. Ella Wheeler Wilcox finds the location of the lost land in one's carefree, youthful past. Similarly, for the Irish poet Yvonne Boland, In Atlantis A Lost Sonnet, the idea was defined when the old fable makers searched hard for a world to convey that what is gone is gone forever. For some male poets, too, the idea of Atlantis is constructed from what cannot be obtained. Uh, Charles Bewley, in his Newdigate prize poem, thinks it grows from dissatisfaction with one's condition. Uh, and because life is partly sweet and ever gift about the pain, we take the sweetness and our feign to set it from free grief's alloy in a dream of Atlantis. Similarly, for the Australian Gary Cantilano, in a 1982 prose poem, or prose, uh, it is thank you. It is a vision that sank under the weight of its own perfection. WH Auden, however, suggests a way out of such frustration through the metaphor of journeying toward Atlantis in his poem of 1941. While traveling he advises the one setting out uh, you will meet with many definitions of the goal and view only realizing realizing at the end that the way has all the time led inward. Uh, a few late 19th century verse narratives, complement the genre fiction that was beginning to be written at the same period. Two of them report the disaster that overtook the continent as related by long-lived survivors. In Frederick Tennyson's Atlantis, an ancient Greek mariner sails west and discovers an inhabited island, which is all that remains of the former kingdom. Inhabited island. Wait, no. Yeah, I said that. Now, he learns of its end and views the shattered remnant of its former glory, from which a few had escaped and set up the Mediterranean civilizations. In the second Mona, Queen of Atlantis, An re Reembodiment of Long Forgotten History, Shorten the book title, uh, by James Logue Dryden, the story is told in a series of visions. A seer is taken to Mona's burial chamber in the ruins of Atlantis, where she revives and describes the catastrophe. There follows a survey of the lost civilizations of Hyperborea and Lemuria, as well as Atlantis, accomplished, accompanied by much spiritualistic, spiritualist lore. William Walton Hoskins admits to the readers of his Atlantis and other poems that he is only, twenty, what, that he is only twenty four. Uh, I don't it? know why that's needed. <laughs> its melodramatic plot concerns the poisoning of the senate of God-born kings. The uns- the usurping poisoner is poisoned in his turn, following which the continent is swallowed in the waves. Asian gods, people, the landscape, uh, of the lost island, by Edward Taylor Fletcher. Uh, oh, that's they—they they are the ones that rule the landscape. I don't know why they would just say rule. They said people. An angel foresees impending catastrophe and that the people will be allowed to escape if their semi-divine rulers will sacrifice themselves. A final example: Edward N. Beecher's *The Lost Atlantis* or *The Great Deluge* of all is just a doggerel vehicle for its author's opinion. Opinions. Uh, that the continent was the location of the Garden of Eden, that Darwin's theory of evolution is correct, as are Donnelly's views. Uh, Atlantis was to become a theme in Russia following the 1890s, taken up in unfinished poems by Valery Bryusov and Konstantin Beaumont, as well as in drama by the schoolgirl Larissa Reisner. One other long narrative poem was published in New York by George V. Galakvastov. His 250 page, The Fall of Atlantis, records how a high priest, distressed by the prevailing degeneracy of the ruling classes, seek to create an androgynous being from royal twins as a means to overcome this polarity. When he is unable to control the forces unleashed by his occult ceremony, the continent is then destroyed. And so... Huh?
1: I do not know what the noise was. You know...
0: So those are literary interpretations of Atlantis been- and what it means, which... If Atlantis is fake, is basically what Plato was going for. Yeah. But next, and we're not ending right now. But the sequel will go about all the locations Atlantis could be located at, and hopefully, if I can find it, some of the technology and stuff about Atlantis. It's
1: out there. I'm gonna
0: come back over there now.
1: But I was thinking, not to change the subject, but our theory. Uh, you know how we always mispronounce words and stuff. Yeah. Who's to say that I already said really that. Pronounced. I said that earlier. You did. Yeah. Oh, I missed that.
0: So first part of Atlantis, we haven't really gone into a whole lot of the logistics of it.
1: It's just, it's known, well, by the quote-unquote myth that, you know, Atlantis sunk into the sea. And that's sort of what we're going to get into, but on the next part, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, because I'm going to go into, like, locations and and everything. And then uh, I'm going to hopefully find more about it. Hmm. Fingers crossed. And mermaids.
1: Or sea people.
0: Sirens, aren't they called?
1: Yeah. Well, those are like the evil ones that lure sailors to their deaths.
0: Oh, really? It's not like all of them?
1: It's pouring. Wow. Yeah, that towel.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that towel.
1: <laughs> Anyways. But, yeah. Uh, Atlantis, That's it's cool. <laughs> it's a cool place. Good movie. Oh, yeah, it is a good movie. I saw something about Treasure Planet (gasps) earlier, too. I love Treasure Planet. That's sort of... No, it's not really the same. Although those two movies are... They they remind me of each other. Holy
0: crap, that is loud.
1: Yeah, sorry if y'all can hear that rain.
0: (laughs) We are standing right next to the window. So, any thoughts? Anything you want to say?
1: Um... I mean, about all this philosophical stuff about whether or not Atlantis is real. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a lot. It's a lot of what if, or like what happened, and I don't know. Like the whole base story of the gods condemning Atlantis to the sea. Like I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it it, did it really happen like that? Probably not. But there were in that area, in that time, in that time period, a lot of I wouldn't say a lot of, but like cities would fall into the sea by earthquakes and stuff.
0: California's is going to do that soon. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I've heard. But new Atlantis, I mean, you're a, you're a person living back then. You got to justify that somehow. Like, Oh, they must've done something com- like very wrong to be condemned into the sea and for all those people to die like that. But then again, did they really die?
0: I just keep talking. Did they really <laughs> die? i just turned your reverb up <laughs> just it's just for you to do that real quick <laughs>
1: that sounded
0: pretty good here look hold on check this out all right i'm an <laughs> idiot just <laughs> has any idea what you no i happen. just i forgot it doesn't do it permanently it only does uh, it like man. i can't do it like actively which is annoying
1: you can't add it
0: no it, it would be like the entire thing would be echoed yeah. or not that was so stupid of me anyways um yeah i want to uh, i hope i can find some good stuff on like the technology and everything
1: we can just go off of uh, what... Uh,
0: Jules Verne? Know. Wasn't yeah. he the guy that wrote it? I don't know. Wasn't it Jules Verne?
1: I was just saying, we can just go off what pop culture says. Yeah, I guess so. see how factual that is. But, like People do believe that Atlantis... I got a vacuum out Atlantis here. Oh, my God. sunk into the sea and took all of its advanced technology with it.
0: And that's, how, the they, that's
1: how they were able to survive underwater. I need to find that. Because when you think of Atlantis, you think of these little air bubbles that they built, these domes. I can see it. Ancient Aztec pyramids underneath it, which is probably false because it was a Greek civilization. How do you know? Well, according to the wrong theory, we don't know. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Douglas, where can they find us on Instagram?
1: You can find us on Instagram at (laughs) nightswims.podcast, not comma podcast, not hyphen podcast, not underscore podcast, dot podcast. Dot And, yeah, hit us up. We've been getting a lot of interactions with people on Instagram lately. We have. um, Which has been nice. Did that person
0: ever DM us back? I don't know. Mm.
1: But, yeah, I like posting memes. I'm going to make memes now.
0: Oh, you're a meme guy? I'm a meme guy. Oh, God. All right. We will talk to you all later. Uh, Part two will come out, you know, when it does. Just be on the lookout for that. And uh, we will see you all later. Uh... Uh, bye